Hey there, welcome to episode 50 of the Simple Home Podcast. In case we haven't met before, I'm your host Jenna, and I cannot believe we're already at episode 50. I remember when I started this podcast, I couldn't even dream of what it would be like to get to 50 episodes. That felt so far away. But here we are, and you, my beautiful listener, have made this podcast something special. It's been ranked in the top 10 podcasts in several countries, made it to number three in the parenting category, and even got listed as a top podcast in all categories. And I truly owe it all to you for listening, subscribing, leaving comments on iTunes, and most importantly, sharing it with friends or family who need to hear this message too. This message of living differently than we've been taught to do, living simpler so we can enjoy more, slowing down, finding contentment in what we have, and enjoying our time more than our stuff is so important. And because of you, I've been able to share that message with thousands of others. So thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart. Now, I share these tips and strategies with you because during this season, I most need to be simplifying too and reminded that simple is better. Being a mom and managing a house and keeping up with the daily hustle isn't easy. I know I use the term simple a lot, but I don't want you to confuse the term simple with the word easy. I don't have all the answers. I learn from every person who comes on this podcast, from authors who share their words with us, from moms who have been in my season already or they're there now. But I know this message is important. It isn't about having a perfectly organized home or a capsule wardrobe or the smallest house. It's really about God not wanting us to be so exhausted by our days and overwhelmed by managing our stuff that there's no time for him, for what he's called us to do, for taking care of his people and our families. I believe with all my heart that this pandemic that we're in right now is a wake-up call for all of us, God reminding us to slow down and giving us the opportunity to really trust in him. We don't know what's coming next, but we never really do. Under regular circumstances, we live like we know our next paycheck will be there, our health will stay, and like we have some control over what happens, but we really never do. During this time right now, where most of us have been ordered to stay home, I'm seeing people playing more games, spending quality time together, helping neighbors, serving those in need, having virtual coffee dates with groups of friends, getting outside, and spending time doing things they've pushed to the side for years. And I hope after the dust settles from this experience, we see remnants of it, that we have a mindset shift about what's important and try to create lives that prioritize those things. So I know I'm rambling on right now, and really it's all to just say I really truly feel that if you are working hard to simplify your life right now, there is a purpose to it. And if we are more intentional with our time and the things that we own and consume, we are going to live fuller lives. So you don't listen to this podcast to hear me get all sappy about these things, but I just want you to know I truly am thankful for you. I am grateful that you listen in every week, and I want you to know that before we move on. Now, what this episode is really about is getting off the hamster wheel of busyness and raising kids. And I thought this would be a perfect one for our 50th episode because one, the time that we're in right now with COVID-19 being prevalent around the world, many of us living a totally different life than we would have envisioned just a month ago, 
being at home, some of us working from home, and just realizing all the busyness that we have come to know and love, the shopping that we've done, all those things have kind of been taken away. All the extra activities, going to school, just all of those things that we didn't even realize were part of our life necessarily or that we didn't put much emphasis on have now kind of gone out the window. And all of a sudden there's all this white space and we're not really sure how to handle it. Um, But two, it's just one of those main lessons that I want everybody to be working towards is just getting off this crazy hamster wheel, not feeling busy all the time, not giving all of our energy to our stuff and to the things we have on our schedule, but rather giving our energy to what we want to give it to. So that's what we're going to talk about today. And I want to upfront say that it doesn't mean that I don't think that you should value things like sports and activities for your kids or enjoy going out to get a coffee or walk through Target or whatever it is that you really enjoy. What I'd rather you take from this is that busy isn't always good, especially if we're not intentional with the things that we put on our schedule and put on our plates. And sometimes busy really is just us trying to manage everything and not having a system in place to do so, so we don't have energy for anything else. What I want is for you to stop living from mess to mess and from meal to meal. You know what I mean? Like you're figuring out breakfast, doing laundry, putting the dishes away from the day before, picking up breakfast as your kids make another mess in the living room. Then you pick up that mess, you throw the laundry in the dryer, you clean up the accident that just happened in the bathroom. Think about what you're going to have for lunch, all while your kids are asking if you'll play with them and when the next meal's coming, and on and on it goes until bedtime. Yes, life is busy, messes are going to happen, and your family needs to be fed, but this stuff doesn't have to consume your day. So much of this chaos could be mitigated with just a few consistent routines and habits. By getting rid of excess stuff, not the stuff you love, but the stuff you don't love, you just haven't gotten around to getting rid of, And by finding an organization system that works for you, even if you've always struggled with organization like I have. So right now you're probably thinking, I know, but I don't know where to start. It's all so constant and there's never a moment to declutter or organize or even just sit down. (laughs) And you're right, there really isn't a lot of extra time. But if you don't find the time right now you're never going to just find more time. You can either do it now or you can wait until your kids are like, what, 20 and you've missed it all already. So I want to walk you through the process that I use when I'm thinking about decluttering anything in my house or a whole house. So I'm going to walk you through that because if you start to feel some changes and see the benefits in your life, then I think all of this can get better for you. So that's what we're going to break down right now. Now, I like to think of this as a five-step process. I've been working really hard to break this down in my brain. It's taken me a little while to come up with these five steps, but what I had to do is really look at what do I do when I'm wanting to simplify a space in my home, or if I'm wanting to simplify my schedule, or if I'm wanting to simplify one specific thing, like maybe photographs or books or something like that, because 
I've been decluttering for a long time now and I realized that I do the same thing over and over and over. And so this is kind of the steps that I go through as I'm thinking through these things and I'm hoping it will truly benefit you as well. And these five steps can go for anything that you're decluttering or looking at your schedule or even your routines and systems you have in place in your home. So the first thing I like to do, the first step is design. And so that is like whether you're doing one room or you're doing a whole house, you really need to take some time to think about the purpose of the space, how you want it to look and feel and why you want it to be simplified or simpler. And if we're not talking about a specific space or clutter in that space, you might even just be thinking about like one specific thing like laundry or meal planning or your schedule. How do you want it to look and feel and why do you want it simpler? What is it that's making it hard for you? Why does it need to be simplified? So that's the first step is design. The second step is to curate. Now, I like to say curate instead of like declutter or get rid of stuff because the truth is when I think about decluttering and when I talk to people about getting rid of stuff, it's hard because what you're doing is you're feeling like you're sacrificing things. You're feeling like you have to give up everything that you love. And the truth is what you're really doing is you're curating the stuff that you do love so that you can enjoy those things more. You're getting rid of excess stuff that's in the way, stuff that's taking over, stuff that's not letting you move forward but holding you back, stuff that's hiding the stuff you really want to enjoy. And so I like to think of it as curating. So this is really just the process of getting rid of things you don't need or want and keeping or curating the things that you truly love and can enjoy and appreciate. So there's really only two steps to this process when I talk about decluttering and I'm not going to go like full on in detail about those steps, but I call the first one the first look where you're just getting rid of easy stuff, like the low-hanging fruit. I know you've heard me talk about that before. And then the second one is more focused on what you're going to keep instead of focused on what you're going to get rid of. So you design, then you curate, and then the third step is to organize. The stuff that you have left after you've um, gotten rid of easy stuff and decided what to keep, the stuff you have left is the stuff you're going to organize. And organization honestly comes down to one thing. I know I have a podcast episode, like an entire episode just on this one topic, but it really is all about every single thing having a home, having a place to go. Because if it doesn't have a home, it's going to become clutter again. But if, if you truly value it and you want to hold on to it, Give it a place to live, a place you always put it back and make that easy for yourself. So we're going to design, curate, then organize, make sure everything has a place. And of course, this is a huge topic. I will definitely link in the show notes to some other episodes that are just about organization um, because obviously there's all different kinds of organizing styles and lots and lots that we can talk about. And at the end of this episode, I'm going to talk to you about how we can work together if you want to on really diving deep into each of these areas to help you simplify whatever needs simplified. But for now, I'm just kind of going through these steps quickly so you can get a picture of my process. 
Now, the fourth step is to set up routines and systems, and this is my very favorite one. And sometimes you have to tweak these. In fact, you're definitely going to have to tweak these over and over. I will also link in the show notes where I talk about specific routines and systems that I use in my house so that you can listen to those and see if any of them work for you. But basically, this step after you've organized is to help you stay organized and to set up routines and systems around things that happen consistently. So you might have systems in place to help you put things back where they go. Like every time you come in the door, your shoes go in this one place. That's a system. They're going to go there every single time. I'm going to hang my jacket and my keys right on this hook. Or maybe you have a basket for backpacks by your door. Whatever it is, you're training yourself and your kids and people in your household to put the things where they go. That's a system. And if you're realizing that stuff's just piling up somewhere, it might not be because those things don't have a home. It might just be because you don't have a system to put them back where they're supposed to go. Or it might be that the home for those items isn't in the right spot. And maybe you just need to shift it and then everything will fall into place. So we can't make it too complicated. What we have to do is look at our problem areas and decide why is that always landing here? Maybe that's where it needs to go. If I'm telling myself I have to hang my purse up by the door every day, but instead it ends up on my counter every day because that's where I unload my sunglasses or take out my checkbook or whatever it might be, maybe it needs a home near my counter instead. So look at your systems and your organization, and they all kind of work together. Now, as far as routines go, this is usually around tasks that happen over and over. And the biggest ones that I hear about are laundry, um, cooking meals, planning meals, all of that. Those are the biggest things that I hear that women are struggling with, especially with young kids. It's just maintaining those things. Now, another one is cleaning, like keeping the house clean. And another one might be like what to do in the mornings to get the kids out the door, to get me out the door for work and the nightly routines. How do I manage getting everything, you know, put away and ready for the next day when I'm exhausted? So setting up routines and systems is what comes right after organizing. Once you have those things in place, you'll tweak them as you go. You'll tweak them as your seasons change, but for the most part, they'll stay pretty much the same. Now, remember, make sure to check out the show notes. You can go to athomewithkids.com forward slash episode 50 to get some more episodes that I've done around just these things like organization and routines and systems so that you can listen to those and get a little bit more in depth as well. Now, the last step in this process is maintenance, and this one's hard. It's hard because this takes a mindset shift. You can go through your whole house and get rid of things you don't want and organize it and make it look beautiful, and then a month later, realize that you've gone shopping a hundred times and you've gotten gifts from other people and you've allowed a ton more clutter to come in your house and you don't have a place for it. So it's no longer organized. It feels chaotic again. Your routines and systems have not become habits and everything just feels out of whack and a little bit crazy. So what we have to do is we have to learn to maintain it. We have to really know our whys behind why we simplified And that's why the first step in this process is that design 
step because I really, really want you to know why you're doing it, why you want to declutter, why you want your house to feel a certain way or look a certain way, why you want your schedule to have less on it, why you need more white space, whatever it is. And remember, there's no right or wrong here. You can live with lots of clutter on your walls and extra decorations all around and you could truly love that and feel great in that space and that's okay. And then other people might need nothing on their walls and very little things up and around their house and just basic furniture for them to feel okay. Everybody is different here, but the purpose is to get to your essentials and to get to where you feel like your house is beautiful and peaceful and doesn't cause you a lot of stress. Some people with their schedules might love having activities to take up their whole weekend, and other people might need a lot more downtime and not want anything on their schedule, and that's okay too. But you've got to get to a place where it feels good for you, and you've got to know your why around why you're taking things off your schedule or out of your house so that you can maintain it. The maintenance piece of it kind of takes a lot. One, it's a mindset shift for you, but you also have to talk to your friends and family about why you want to keep your house this way, or maybe that you don't want a lot of gifts for your kids, or you like experiences over things. You might also have to change your shopping habits, walking through your favorite store and just grabbing things because they're on sale or cute, or you think they'd look great in your house might not be purposeful for you anymore. And so that's where that mindset comes in and really learning how to maintain what you've done and to get rid of things before you bring more things in your house or to know exactly what you're going to use them for, to make lists before you go shopping so that you know what you need rather than just making impulse buys. So the maintenance part is tricky, but It doesn't take too long to figure this part out because as you start bringing things in and your house starts feeling overwhelming again, you're going to quickly change your habits so that you don't have to go through this process over and over and over. So that is really the process that I go through. If I just need to do, if one room's starting to feel a little bit crazy, or maybe it's my kid's space with the toys, I really go right back to step one, design. How do I want it to look and feel? If this is a space with other people, like your living room, your kitchen, your kid's room, whatever it might be, include them in the conversation. Do the design process together, curate it, get rid of things you don't want, keep with intention the things that you do want and allow other things to go. Then you're going to organize it. Make sure everything has a home. If it doesn't have a home, it's not going to get put back in its place and you're going to get a pile of clutter again. And then set up routines and systems. Systems to keep things organized and routines to keep the daily tasks manageable. And then maintenance. Maintain the clutter-free environment, the organized environment, maintain those routines that you've set up, make them habitual, do them over and over and over until you don't have to think about it anymore. And then you get to sit back and just appreciate your space, love where you live, love what you're doing, and don't feel the chaos that you felt before. So I hope those five steps are helpful for you. That's kind of how I break it down in my brain. Now, if you really want a step-by-step action plan and you are dying to take action with this, but just 
are feeling overwhelmed and want somebody to walk it through you, I'm starting a mentorship program. It's called the Simple Home Reset. And we are going to walk through all five of these steps, the design phase, the curate phase, how to organize routines and systems to put in place and how to maintain it all. But we are going to walk through it in depth together. And I'm super excited about this because I've had so much feedback from people who have been emailing me and from people who have messaged me on Instagram about what they're looking for. And I've tried to put it all into this one program. And so I'm really excited. I'm hoping it turns out like I am in your house with you walking through this step by step. We're going to have live lessons, projects that go along with every lesson and You're going to really learn how to go through your entire house and not just your house, but we're going to really conquer the mindset piece of it and set up routines and systems for you around all those areas that you're struggling with. The meal planning, the cleaning, the laundry, all those constants. We're going to talk about those and actually give you a routine to put into place so that it's not overwhelming because what I want you to have is time. I want you to have space to breathe and to enjoy hobbies and to enjoy your kids and not to be running, like I said in the beginning, just from mess to mess and from meal to meal, but rather living your life with your children and enjoying it. And so if you want to take action and you want to hop in with us, I'm going to have, this is the first go around with this mentorship program. So it's going to be the founders group which means you're going to get access to the whole program. You're going to get a little bit more live time with me so that I can really walk you through it and see where you're struggling. You're going to get a super good rate on it because I want your feedback. I want you to be in it with me. And then any updates I make to it as we go, anything I can add to it after feedback from you, you'll also get all of that moving forward. So if you want to be part of this founders group, I'm going to open the doors to it in two weeks. So it's not quite ready yet. I just wanted to make sure you knew about it since I was going through this um, on this episode today. But in two weeks, you can sign up as part of the founders group and join us. Now, if you want me to make sure to let you know when it goes live, you can just email me jenna at athomewithkids.com. Let me know. I definitely went into the founders group and I will send you the information right when registration goes live. And I'm also drawing one name from people who send me an email about being part of this group um, to get it for free. So if you want a chance to win it for free and you definitely want to know when this goes live, make sure to email me jenna at athomewithkids.com. And I will put you in the drawing for a free entry into the mentorship program. Again, I'm super excited and I know this isn't going to be for everyone and that's totally okay. Hopefully you can take what we talked about today and all the other episodes that are on here and use those to help you take action. But if you need somebody to really step through it with you and to get you on the fast track to getting this done, I want to be your partner in that. So let me know, Jenna at athomewithkids.com that you want to be a part of it. All right. Well, that is all for today. And let me just go back and tell you, thank you one more time for being part of this journey with me, getting to 50 episodes. We've had over 20,000 downloads of the show so far, and I can't wait to see where it goes from here. So thank you again. Thanks for joining me. And I will talk to you next week. You just listened to an episode of The Simple Home. 
Thank you so much for spending your time with me today. I feel truly honored to be a small part of your life. Please take a moment to give a rating and write a quick review on iTunes. That will help this podcast reach more people, and I appreciate the feedback. We meet here every week, so hit subscribe so you know when the newest episode goes live. And for more practical tips on simplifying motherhood, visit athomewithkids.com. I can't wait to talk to you next time.